0: Hey guys, welcome to the You Make the Scene podcast. My name is Josh, and this is episode number 162. This week on the show, I've got an incredible conversation with Dimitri of the band Two Trains Left. Uh, If you're not familiar with them yet, you definitely need to get them on your playlist, start checking them out. They are going to be blowing up very, very soon. Um... Coming from from Paris, playing a style of semi-nostalgic pop punk, but also in this way that really feels fresh and new, Uh, Dimitri and I had a great time talking about all kinds of stuff. We talked about the music, uh, his inspirations, the amount of appeal American culture has as far as music and movies and um you know drawing that inspiration for his songs through those types of entertainment avenues uh country music folk music the whole nine yards uh we talked about them working with the boys in Chunk no Captain Chunk uh they've also you know been able to to play some shows with them um and yeah it was just this really dope conversation and really got to explore this band that, like I said, is just on the brink. They are really, really close to blowing up. I think you guys are going to put them on your your playlist now, and six months from now, everybody else is going to be like, hey, have you heard this band? And you're going to be like, fucking, yeah, I have, for six months. Um, so, you know, let's just do this. Let's dive into my conversation with Dimitri of the band Two Trains Left. Um, So, to kick things off, I do start with the same boring-ass question every time. Simple introduction, man. Who are you? And just a little background on yourself.
1: Okay. So, who I am? I'm Dimitri. I'm the lead singer and guitarist from the band Two Trains Left. I'm from Paris, France. Oh, I'm close to Paris. I'm not in Paris. Okay. I'm close to Paris. (laughs) And yeah, I I do music since I was like a little kid. So, still trying to to make that. And I will do it, uh, I hope, uh, forever. <laughs> right,
0: right. Well, and you know, it's it's an interesting thing, you know. Music, especially this genre of music, crosses all these, you know, worldwide boundaries, right? Like pop punk yeah. is, is loved everywhere. Uh, rock music is loved everywhere. But it seems like it's also one of the more difficult things to make a living doing even though yeah. everybody loves it and everybody wants to enjoy it it's like cool but i can't pay my bills doing it yet like where where <laughs> yeah. does that
1: come in <laughs> i don't know uh probably because there's too too many uh bands too many musicians and stuff like that so usual usually when you uh, i mean if you don't know any anyone in the industry or stuff like that it's you know what i mean yeah it's harder because you don't have the connection you don't have the you don't know this guy or like the guy is supposed to like put you on spotify playlist or this guy you, you know this guy because he's working with it and if, when you don't know any anybody it's super hard so you have to be like a good band and also you have to find your own stuff and your own voice and also you have to to know people and stuff like that even if at first you, you don't know you have to like you know go at the shows and talk with people and stuff like that so you're not just uh, you know a musician you have to be more than that especially these days you have to be like on socials you have to promote yourself you have to be a band you have to do like everything you know you have to basically be like a record label but just your band what i mean Uh, yeah which is weird sure and especially you know like even when
0: bands get signed you know unless you're signed to one of the like major major labels like your band is still your responsibility um, in today's age. And not that I guess it wasn't always, but, you know, thinking back, Michael Jackson didn't have to do a whole lot of promotion himself because the label was pushing him to the moon, you know? Um, Exactly. Yeah. Justin Bieber nowadays, I guess, you know, signed to a major label, like he can kind of coast a little bit and just be himself. Whereas artists like yourselves, you know, it's, like you said, I have to do social media every day. Then I have to turn around and go through email bookings. And then I have to yeah. you know, plan out how we're going to do merch or whatever it is. And it's like, yeah, at, at some level that all gets taken care of. But it's kind of a double edged sword, too, because at the level that that all gets taken care of for you, ironically, you're making less money because you're having to pay all those people to take care of the extra things for you. <laughs>
1: Exactly, and even like all the money you, for us, for uh, for our band, all the money we we can we manage to like one or stuff like that. to have we we are putting it back the band to you know. So we we didn't like touch anything you know, Right, right. even on the Spotify streams and stuff like that. You know, if we have something like uh, if like three hundred like uh, here, uh dollars like a month by Spotify, then we we just pay for you know artworks or we paid for merch or stuff like that. So we never, like, actually have the money in our, you know, in your bank.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like which never is, happened. Which is something that, you know, I don't think a, a lot of casual listeners or casual fans maybe think about is that, you know, A, as much as we all are dependent now on streaming services, they don't pay the level that they really should. Um yeah. And even when you get that money, like you said, it, a lot of artists, I think, are taking that money and immediately recycling it back into the band to do the next thing. Because mm. there's no other way to survive unless you yeah. hit the lottery and just,
1: you know, have millions of dollars. Exactly. Yeah. And when when you're a band, when we have like, because, you know, we're we four pieces in the band. So we are four people. So. When we have to pay for stuff, we split like, you know, in yeah. four. But when you are like a solo artist, you know, you have to pay. But when you're sleeping out, you know, I mean, back, back in the day, you're eight. So it's it's right. it's, yeah. it's uh, better. But but the more you are, you are in the band, the more you can fight and stuff like that. So, yeah, you have to find the balance, you know, yeah, between everything. Sure
0: for sure and i think that's something you know that i want to touch on for you guys because you guys have been playing together for a while now talk about yeah. the importance of exactly that finding the right people to to be around all the time and create this art so that you don't have to be like man you know we're we're trying to write a new song and dickhead over here just wants to you know have his own guitar solo and that's all he's worried yeah.
1: about yeah yeah exactly yeah i'm i'm lucky enough to have like a band where i send the demos and they're all are like, yeah, okay, perfect. That's cool. Let's do this song, you know? So <laughs> we, we don't argue much about the song. So that that's that's cool. Yeah.
0: Wouldn't it, it makes life easier too, right? Like going to yeah. shows and, and things like that. There's a whole lot less ego involved in it. And, you know, it's, it's everybody, I think the importance is finding the right people around you that, have a similar goal or the same goal as you that like i want to make music for the rest of my life it's not just a hobby to any other guys
1: yeah and also even if sometimes like you you are at some point you feel like i don't want to do that anymore stuff like that you you have to like just you know leave the band and and not like stay there and you know just push back the band or something like that so you have to be honest and you have to yeah you have to put your ego on the side every time you're talking or creating something, even if it's not the easiest stuff to do. But I think all the, all the when, when you talk and you are creating a song or something like that, all the ideas are kind of good and kind of bad. You know, you have to put the good and the bad and make something together that can work. So yeah. it's complicated, but also it's, it's a fun process to, to do, you know? <laughs> yeah,
0: for sure. And, you know, I think... Especially in the time that you guys are, you know, kind of emerging on the scene back in twenty eighteen, you dropped the EP, starting to get a little momentum, and then COVID hits, and it's like, fuck, yeah. now we can't do anything. Like, what are what are we supposed to do?
1: Exactly, yeah, because we we are we were also lucky enough to recorded the the EP uh, as if as yesterday, just like uh, six months before the COVID. And we released it, we released it after the COVID, you know. So we already have the song, so right. that was something cool for us. And we also had, like unreleased songs that we we weren't supposed to release, uh, that we have like uh, on our computer stuff, but songs that were uh, already mixed and mastered, you know, that we were in the studio. So that's why we, during the COVID we released like three songs. It was like "Sick of the Regrets," "Power Lines," and uh, "Not Around." Mm-hmm. So. And people were like oh uh, during the covid you recorded song and then we were like no 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 we, we recorded that like two years ago we released it now yeah always it's a it's a tip for musician. i think always have like uh, songs on the side you know yeah so if you don't have anything or you don't have the time to schedule um, uh, a recording on the studio or stuff like that you always always have something to release
0: yeah yeah i think that's a, a great thing for bands to think about because you know the album cycle is typically around two years, right? Like,
1: yeah. once the
0: album drops, you're going to go out and you're going to tour on it, and then you're going to be back in the studio, and it's probably two full years between bodies of work. But if you have some stuff on the side, whether that's B-sides or just unreleased tracks, yeah. Like, okay, I you guys aren't going to hear new, new music from me as far as, like, a new album, but yeah. we're going to give you these teasers of other stuff we've done.
1: Yeah, and, and also it's like, hey, look, we're not dead, you know, Not it's yeah. because we didn't release something like, like I think when when you release an EP or an album, it's good to, you, you can release nothing for like six months, but not more than six months, you know, yeah. six months you can drop like a, even if it's a cover or something like that, you know, it's a cover or just a single or B-side, something like that. You just have, or even like a live session. I don't yeah. know, you know what I mean? Yeah. Just something like that. And then go back on the studios and record a you know, we did that far. We made a cover of the the song uh, "Stuck with You" by you, 2 was in the news, mm-hmm. so we we do this cover because first of all, I'm a huge fan of you, 2 was in the news, <laughs> right? And and we wanted to do "Stuck with You," and we we didn't have much uh, time to do to go into the studio and and record like for twelve days. So we just going we just went to the studio for two days, recorded the 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 the, co- the cover. Then they send us back the master and the mix and we release it like um, maybe three months after the, the release, something like that. Yeah. So it was a little bonus. And also it was kind of a bonus for me also, you know, right. because I really wanted to have fun and do that. So I was like, why not? You know what I mean?
0: Well, it also shows off, you know, I think pop punk artists tend to get a bad uh, stereotype attached to them that, that's yeah. all they know how to do. They can only do pop punk. They can only <laughs> sing sad yeah. songs about girlfriends or whatever. And it's like, <laughs> no, there's so much more depth in this field. So to be able to yeah. release a, a song like that from Huey Lewis in the news, it's like, cool. Like, yeah, we write traditional pop punk songs and or rock songs or whatever. But I can also do this other thing. Like, check check out how versatile we really are.
1: Yeah, yeah. Also, that, that's that's also something like that. But yeah, yeah. I mean, I personally I listen to a lot of lot of stuff. Like I'm a huge, I I like jazz, like Frank Sinatra stuff like that. Yeah. I love like country music also. Even if I, if I'm in France, so you know Brad Paisley, yeah. Sam Corbin, stuff like that, which is weird for for a French <laughs> guy. And also love uh, a lot of uh, pop stuff. Like I'm a huge Michael Jackson fan. I'm a fan. I'm a huge U2 and the News fan. Uh, all the 80s stuff and also 90s stuff. You know. Yeah, But I listen to a lot of stuff, but I think I'm just better at doing pop punk. That's why I'm doing pop punk, you know, right. because I think I can't do good jazz. I can not do good country. I can do good other stuff, but I, I can do good pop punk. So, you know, you, you have to know what you're good at and trying to just make it happen. You know what I mean? Because right. yeah. I'd love to do jazz and stuff like that, but I can't, you know, <laughs> it, it would sound like shit. <laughs> so, <laughs> so you know.
0: Yeah, I, I think there's some self-awareness there, obviously, yeah. like knowing who you are and what, what your talents are. Um, but I think, too, like, correct me if I'm wrong, but I guess country kind of, you know, I've heard it called farm emo before. Uh, <laughs> but, but, you know, pop punk is about authenticity, and you guys write very authentic songs about life and what you've experienced so it's a little harder to do that in like the jazz realm or the pop realm.
1: yeah exactly yeah and i i also think that yeah country is pretty much like close sometimes to this type of music but people like can't hear it which is weird because it's yeah. just just because you have like a telecaster doing it's, it's just oh it's country but just pay attention to the lyrics and pay attention to everything you know it's Country is not just about something, someone like talking about his truck or something like right. that. You know, it's more than that. Just you know, listen to Brad Paisley and stuff like that. You know, it's way more than that. So, and also it's very melodic. You know, very yeah. melodic. And and what I love about country music is it, it's uh, it has a lot of harmonies. You know, mm-hmm. with the vocals, and I'm a huge fan of that. You know. And in the pop punk, we also have a lot of harmonies and stuff like that. So there's a lot of stuff like sometimes I steal from country music and I put it (laughs) in the pop punk, but you can't even notice because it's also kind of the same, you know? It's weird. Yeah,
0: no, it it really is. And, you know, I'm someone that, you know, I've said for a very long time that I don't like country music or I don't listen to it or whatever. And it's it's not even, I, I think for me, it's, when I was growing up, I was forced to listen to, like, really, really yeah. old country music, so I just grew out of it. And by, like, really old, I'm talking, like, fucking Conway Twitty country music, you okay. know? Uh, yeah. Martina McBride way back in the day. Um,
1: like Alabama, maybe, George yeah, Strait, yeah. something like that. Yeah,
0: yeah, exactly, exactly. So, you know, growing up as a, a young kid, I didn't want to hear that stuff. Like, none of my friends were listening to that, <laughs> whatever. You
1: know what? It, it's It makes sense because here... I don't want to listen to old French, uh, French stuff because for me it's like old people music. You know yeah. what I mean? Even if yeah. sometimes it's good, you know what I mean. But I'm not American, so for me country music is it's stuff that I listen on uh, through m- movies I saw yeah. when I was a kid or stuff like that. So for me it's it's not like uh, old people like playing bunch banjo stuff like that. You know, for me it's I don't know. It's just something cool. You know what I mean? Because also when I was young and and, and heard the country music, I can't understood the lyrics also. Right. So I was just, you know, the sonority and, and uh, the melody, I was like, I like it, you know, I just yeah. can't understand because it's very melodic and stuff like that. But I, I totally get it, what you mean, I totally get it. Yeah. And, you know, again, I think it goes back to
0: kind of what we were saying just a moment ago about being well-versed in a, a multitude of genres. Um you know i think there are a lot of similarities between country and pop punk or country and emo um and i think the thing that to your point that most people like misconstrue is oh because of the way that guitar sounds it's not the same thing and it's like okay let's yeah. let's strip that out like let's put a pop punk guitar behind country lyrics and i guarantee you would think it was a pop yeah. punk
1: song exactly and, and the, the... Like there's a lot of people that are doing like uh, pop punk in country style on YouTube and stuff like that. So yeah. you can really see like, oh, I, I I, really think a good song can be played in any type of music and it works. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, if you play like Man in the Mirror by Michael Jackson, you know, in every type it's going to be good because it's a good song. You know, right. it's just a good song. So just, just just the way it is.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, so let's talk a little bit about how that all you know listening to all these different genres and and all of that how does that influence the way that you're writing the new music you guys have a a new uh, lp coming out next year but we're getting some of the songs off that as singles now you guys um yeah just dropped lack of sleep like how does all of that kind of help you in your creation of these new
1: songs i think that when we released our first ep called sovereign pathetic it was really straight pop punk, like more like a generic pop punk because we, I personally didn't have the kind of the courage to do something like, you know, I really want to, do, no, I'm doing pop punk, so I don't want to, you know, be yeah. this or that, just want to be straight pop punk. And then for ourselves Yesterday, I was, I was kind of like, yeah, let's let's have something more like us and uh, let's do music that, that sounds like us, you know, like the song Wait On Me, we did, it's kind of, you know, it's kind of pop punk, but also kind of rock, indie rock. It's a, a mix between that. And then for the song "Disappear," we we released like last last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can't hear it, but there's banjo in the song, like there's banjo that doing the the guitar. Because I have a friend called Nathan, uh, which is a Texan. He live in Texas, in the U.S. Yeah. And he recorded for me banjo stuff. And he saying to me, we, "We we put that in the in the song." Also, there's Also, it's very far in the song, so you can't really hear it. But when you have the stems, you can hear everything. There's like a violin stuff that I do, like, just like in a country music, you know? Yeah. And uh, no one noticed either the banjo or or the violin. (laughs) So that's that's cool. But yeah, I think that right now I'm just doing stuff I have in my head. I'm just playing it and recording that, you know, I, I don't, I don't, think much about like doing pop punk or indie rock or country or something like that just just play what comes out and then we're yeah. just trying to and then after the production and stuff so it sounds more huge and stuff like that because of the production but i'm sure you can arrange it uh, in the, into a like a, just a pop pop song or indie rock song you know what i mean yeah. even like lack like, like of sleep lack like of sleep what i really wanted to do with the song is to have a, a chorus that uh, there's not Really, a chorus, you know, there's no lyrics in the chorus, just, right. and just you know an lib and we didn't have that, so I was like, I'm going to just do a song where there's not real chorus, and it's it's working, so that's yeah. that song you know what I mean, and for the rest, yeah, we have a an heavier song, like more like drop a C something like that, and we also have more pop song, it's a mix of of everything on the the l p. we're going to drop like next next year, so hope people are going to like it but I love it so I'm yeah I'm, I'm happy with it.
0: Yeah and that, that's the most important part and I think you know that's that's something I've talked about with a lot of artists is that you're probably starting to experience it as these singles come out like that feeling of I've made this piece of art that I'm really really proud of and I'm hyped on and now I'm starting to put it out in the world and people are being able to maybe you know negatively react but hopefully positively react to it and it's like now you've got that like little bit of um like i i don't even know what word i want to use like that hesitation that is this art good enough for for the people that i want it to be
1: yeah exactly i think you know what i really think i think that when a big artist drop a song people are going to like it or not, but it's going to be streamed and it's going to be generated money and stuff like that just because it's this artist. Right. If I drop the same song as Billie Eilish or stuff like that, some people are going to, to to say, oh, it's shit or no, it's not good. But if Billie Eilish drop a Two Trains Left song, everything's going. everyone's going to to do, oh, it's so great because it's this artist, you know? Right. So in fact, it doesn't really make sense or I don't really, not, not care, but you know, you're you're always like oh don't like the song but i think if you feel like it's good if you feel like you put your heart in in the song and if you feel like i don't know just you like it i i i think that's the only judge you know if you like yeah. it you like it so i mean it's a great song if you like it
0: yeah for sure and i i think maybe that ties back to the the kind of country thing we were just talking about like if it resonates with you that's all that matters like yeah as long as me as the artist is happy with it when I put it out, like ideally it's going to resonate with everyone. But like the people that it resonates with and like that make a connection to it are going to be happy with it. And that's all I care about.
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, we have we have people that send us messages like I'm so glad you, you write this song because it makes me feel like it helped me through tough time and stuff like that. So to rough time. And so I, I think that's that's what's important. You know what I mean? Yeah. If if your your song can help people during like a rough time or stuff like that, it's just a it's it's a win. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, sure. yeah, listen. I mean, just listen to to whatever you want, like whatever you want, and do the music you want. You know?
0: Yeah. Um, so let's talk a little bit about. We've slightly touched on lack of sleep, but let's talk a little bit about this because you guys had a pretty unique opportunity. Um, to work with the boys from Chunk No Captain Chunk. Yeah. Um, Bert and the guys are incredible artists. I'm sure you guys get compared to them all the time simply because it's <laughs> French and yeah. pop punk or whatever, yeah. um, which I get, but at the same time, it's like, guys, there's just because they're from the same place doesn't mean they're the same <laughs> band. Like, chill. <laughs> exactly, yeah. <laughs> but talk about, you know, kind of, A, going on tour with them and seeing, you know, the, the types of crowds that they draw and things like that. And then going in and having Bert in the studio with you, and and kind of getting to see his knowledge come through, you know.
1: Yeah. So we 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 started to work with uh, Alias Studio and Bert because it's uh, Bert, Bert um, Studio. It's his mm-hmm. studio. So he he mixed and master and produced all of our songs since the first EP. So that's cool. And yeah, he's really like. He you know uh, what he's doing. He's really a, a good uh, artist and a good person. So it's so so cool to work with him. And we that's that's why I only w- want to work with this guy right now because he understood what I what I want, you know, and and everything. And during the tour, yeah. So now we are we are pretty much like close friends to to Chunk and uh, all the guys. So they asked us to be on the tour with them, and it was a lot of fun. That was so great. And uh, and yeah, it was a little bit like short because it's on, it was only five shows in one week, so it was short. But I hope we, we can do that again, maybe like a, a European tour. That'll be yeah. that'll that'll be cool because they, they didn't play much right now, Trung, the Captain Chunk. Yeah. So I think that'd be cool. Yeah. After you yeah. have to chat with them. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. And I I think you know the the, the
0: big thing is. Not that we want to, you know, brag on them this whole episode or anything like that. But I do want to say, you know, like I remember when they came out onto the scene, like talk about ahead of their time. Right. And now I think you guys are coming out at the time where they already were. You know what I mean? Like they were so ahead of the game and now the game has caught up to where they started and you guys are coming in. And so now you have Bert being able to be like cool, man. I've seen this. This is what you need to do. This is how we build that.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And also, I, I think Chunk, because there is a, an album like like last year, something like that. Yeah. Maybe it was no, last year. Yeah. And I don't know if, if uh, a lot of people listen to the album, but it was so great. I think it was one of their best work, I think. And also Bert uh, wrote the entire album, mixed the entire album, mastered the entire album all by himself. So that's that's <laughs> so yeah. awesome
0: <laughs> yeah it, and uh, it's a whole skill set that not many people have right like some people can sing but they can't mix and master some people can mix and master but can't play an instrument
1: can do pretty much everything so so that's that's awesome and uh and yeah be able to be to be friends and with 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 a and uh and bastian and eric and paul and stuff like that they're all like great people they are people from the 90s so Personally, I, I I was born in the in the late 90s but I always hang out with my brother my you know older brother so yeah. I'm pretty much like the references to a the guy who's kind of like born in you know in late 80s beginning 90s but i'm I'm uh, late 90s you know yeah so that's why also I connecting with these guys because you know I I, I always hang out with uh, older people so it was like pretty natural to be around these guys. And so we have the same references, the same jokes and same movies, references right. like that. So and I was happy about that because it was like kind of like they are like my brother or something like that. So that yeah. that's cool. Yeah, for sure.
0: <laughs> for sure. And I, I think that is, you know, the unique situation for anyone that has siblings that are, you know, a few years apart because you do run into yeah. that a lot where it's like. Well, I I was around my brother who was you know three four five years older than me. So really, I'm I was theoretically born the same time as him because I I
1: did all the same stuff that he did. Exactly, yeah, exactly. For like the movies, for the the you know the even the games, you know, like the N sixty four on the yeah. Super Nintendo and stuff like that. Like, you know, I know all all about this stuff, but I I wasn't born during like when they released the Super Nintendo. You know the. Uh, yeah. I believe, is, is it called the Super Nintendo in the US? Yes. It's, it's, yeah. Yeah, also? Okay. Yep. Because it's not the same shape. I don't know if you, if you saw the difference between huh. like I know that in the US, it's like you have uh, purple stuff. On yep. the Super Nintendo, and here, it's all gray. It's, it's not exactly the same. Gotcha. So, yeah. You know, <laughs> but I know because I I saw the Super Nintendo in the U.S. movie, so I was like, oh, it's not the same as <laughs> here, you know. Right. But yeah, so that's why I, I have all the '90s, uh, and I'm also a huge '80s fan. But my father is a huge movie fan, also, so that's why I have a lot of references about about uh, movies and and music because he is also um, a record producer, my father, yeah. but, uh, just here in France. So I used to have a lot of artists in my house and I used to when I was kid and stuff like that. So I'm pretty much used, used to it and right. uh, movies and stuff like that. Maybe that's why also, I don't know.
0: Yeah. I mean, I'm sure that plays some factor into, yeah. um, you know, being able to, I, I don't know like how I want to word that, to be able to write with that level of maturity, you know what I mean? Cause you yeah. were experienced to so much stuff um, and seeing all these different Different cultures and experiencing all the, the variety of the world versus not knocking anybody that you know is secluded to their hometown <laughs> or whatever. But you know, not yeah, all maybe, the French yeah. people got to see all the American movies or whatever. Yeah. So there's probably a little culture shock in some of that.
1: Yeah, and also I think I, that's that's something I I don't think you heard much much about like French people, but. I find it really easier to sing my problems and stuff in English than right. to sing it in French. Because in French, it's kind of like I'm saying, I'm really saying it. And in English, it's kind of kind of like I'm not really saying it. I don't know if you know yeah. what I mean. It's weird because I'm saying it in other language, but also I understand everything that I'm saying, you know what I mean? Yeah. But it's easier. It's kind of a way to hide it, but to also say it. So it's pretty much therapeutic. So you can, I can like say my problem and stuff like that, but it's not like I'm saying in French to someone, you know? Right. So, yeah. Maybe try to to sing your your problem in French if you're American. I don't know. (laughs) Maybe it helps. Maybe. Uh, (laughs) But it, it could
0: be too that, you know, I think some of it is English is a much more um, metaphor-driven language, you know what I mean? Like, there's a lot yeah. more vagueness to a lot of the stuff or whatever. And, you know, French and Irish and some of those, uh, German, like, it's very much these words mean these things and nothing else. Yeah. So, like, I have to directly say that this is the
1: <laughs> And also, I think that for our kind of music, it's better in, like, English. I don't want to hear French pop punk, you know? But okay. <laughs> I mean, like singing French, you know. I think it's sounds it like, uh, doesn't sounds good. I don't know. I don't know. It's it's weird. You know, like the the song from Simple Plan. Uh, there is a song in French, you know. Yes,
0: and I can't and I remember was like, which ah! song it is right now. But yeah, I it's, I did the same um... thing. I um when I first <laughs> heard it, I'm like, oh, this yeah. is kind of cool, I guess. But like, it's yeah. not what I wanted.
1: Exactly. Yeah, it was the song like Jetlag back in the day. Yes. I believe. Yes, that like, that's it. But yeah. I think they, they released, like, two versions. One in the American-Canadian stuff, and yep. the other, like, in French. Yep. But it, it was weird. It was cool, but I only listened to, like, the American version, you know? <laughs> right. I mean, and also, yeah. it was kind of like, I, I prefer, like, the first Simple pen album. You know, I'm more like a early fan. Yeah.
0: And I think, you know, they're a, a really good example, too, of, you know, similar, obviously, they're French-Canadian, but you know not using french as their primary language when it comes to creating their art um yeah because i mean part of it is exactly what you said it it maybe feels a little easier but it's also easier for consumption for listeners right like not trying to to be one of those americans but english is one of the most widely spoken languages on the planet so i have more potential to reach more listeners by
1: totally totally English but also I'm not doing it because of that I'm just doing it because I in my family and and like since I since the day I was born I was only in uh, American like uh culture you know movies uh songs and everything you know so that that never like crossed my mind to to sing in French you know what I mean or even just to like watch French movies I I watch French movies, you know, sometimes. But you but we, we kinda suck at it, you know, <laughs> because like we invented the, the camera, we invented the, the movies, you know, with the um, Lumière, Les Frères Lumière yeah. back in the days and Georges Méliès and stuff like that. And then after like inventing all the stuff, we were like, okay, we invented it, so okay, let's let's forget about that. You know what I mean? Which is weird. Yeah, But our, But we, we have a lot of good director, like, uh I don't know if you know, uh Michel Gondry. It's the, uh, the name guy who, yeah, he really is like eternal sunshine of the spotless mind yes. and stuff like yeah. that, you know. So he's a French, but he's working, you know, with Americans right. and uh, doing American stuff. So we have all of the most um, talented French people like go to America to do movies okay. and it makes sense, you know, totally makes sense, so. It's good for them. <laughs> yeah, for sure.
0: And I, I think part of that is, you know, again, the the culture change or whatever. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, but, you know, like French action movies don't really exist at the same level that American action movies exist. No,
1: so. <laughs> no. no I, I don't have to correct uh, you. It's, it's totally correct. <laughs> yeah.
0: So, you know, it it is what it is, right? Like there's there's some history there there's culture and i'm not trying to knock that by any means but i think you know it's one of those things whether american or not like once you get exposed to that level of cinema uh, cinematography um and seeing like i always rip on him but michael bay films right like yeah He's gonna spend three million dollars on explosions, but I want to see that three million dollars <laughs> in explosions.
1: You know, I'm a huge fan of the movie Armageddon. Yeah, I yeah. love, I love this movie. And you know, because now with the sh- social and stuff like that, it's kind of like some. You have to say like, yeah, Michael Bay's not the good stuff, or yeah, Nickelback suck. Or you know, but, right. but people are telling that just because. You have to. T- I yeah. mean, I don't give a shit about opinion of other people. I just <laughs> love Armageddon. I love that. I love that. You know, I just love what makes me feel something. I, you know, you know what yeah. I mean. I love like old Pat- 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 Patrick S- Swayze movie, like Roadhouse or stuff like that. Yeah. You know, yeah. like I just love it. I don't have to explain myself. You know, I love that. But I also love uh, La La Land. Or I still love like Whiplash. I sort love- of. I love a lot of uh, movies and a lot of genre, genre on the movies. So i mean if the movie works and makes you feel something it's it's just working you know and also sometimes you watch a movie it didn't make you feel anything and you watch it two years after and make you feel something you know yeah so yeah same for the music just try it again and uh but but don't watch action french action movies no (laughs) maybe because there's none (laughs) you know what i mean yeah (laughs) so yeah yeah. but I, i i'm pretty much like a i'm fan i'm a huge fan of the american culture so Right, right. That's just the way it is, you know? I was yeah. born like that, so yeah. <laughs> hey, you know, it, it's
0: obviously starting to pay off for you. So, um, exactly. obviously, I don't want you to give away anything about the new album that you aren't comfortable giving away. Yeah. So, for what you are comfortable telling or what you're allowed to tell, what can fans expect out of this new album when it drops next year and kind of the remainder of 2023? Like, more singles, obviously, things like that.
1: Yeah, so we are going to, the, the, the goal is to release uh, like four singles this year. So we already released like Lack of Sleep and then three more. And then some like one or two singles uh, beginning of next year and then the album. And we also want to do like two, um, two um, uh, what was the name? Featuring, you know, yeah. two featuring on songs. So songs we didn't write, wrote. Again, we didn't wrote uh, this song. So we have eight songs right now, and we want to do like 10 or 11 songs on the album, which yeah. included Disappear and Lack of Sleep. So what's missing right now, it's two two featured and one like more acoustic song, which I already have, but I have multiple acoustics on I want to choose, you know, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> because it's hard when you're doing pop-punk. Yeah. So to be not too cheesy, not too bad, not too yeah. bad, but, you know, we'll see, we'll see about it. Yeah, we can what 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 you can expect about the new album? It's like just pure two trains left sound, just like A as yesterday, I think, but more more um more like you know, you have really heavier songs and really like soft songs and a bit of yeah. a bit of everything, you know. I think it's it's working because it's the same vibe but not the same energy, you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. So uh, I think that's pretty much what we we want to do with this album.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's it's that like it's distinct enough that that's clearly two trains left, but it's not the Nickelback joke that oh, it's the exact
1: same <laughs> as the last album. Just yeah, some cover art. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah. So it's 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 two trains left, but it's also we we're taking more risks, but yeah. we i am just saying risk because it's a bit different, but we when when I wrote the song i was I was not like I'm going to take risk I was just right. like again, okay, just what comes up, you know what i mean yeah you're you're not pulling a
0: uh bring me the horizon and just like dropping <laughs> the most metal shit and then a techno song like
1: <laughs> yeah, it's not exactly yeah not not now, maybe like in ten years something like that, <laughs> but not now uh, yeah I, I also have a a project like a synthwave. I don't I don't know if you're into synthwave, yeah. but I, I have a synthwave project. Like we released a couple of songs called Time Machine in 1985. And uh, so I'm doing that also. Uh I'm a YouTuber's lab. I'm also doing that. And I'm also doing a third project called Take It Easy Mikey. It's a uh, indie rock yeah. uh indie indie rock band which I'm I'm doing with my brother also. And we released the first single called Cut Be Some Psych and I think it's pretty it's pretty cool also because it makes me makes me like do more indie rock. You know, it's more well pro- produced and stuff right. like that. And it's uh, uh, mastered and mixed by uh, Bastien, the drummer yeah. from Chunk, you know. Yeah. So not the same production, but it's kind of the same sound. So I have this project, but yeah, my main one is obviously like 2 trains left. But I'm also, I was like at a, at a time of my life where I was like, I love also Synthwave and I also love indie rock and I kind of I can't do that, you know? So yeah. just now, you know, it's kind of easy to release stuff with Destroy It and stuff like that. So I was like, you know, let's just make music and release stuff. And yeah if people like it, people like it. If they don't, they don't. You know what I mean? so
0: Right. And it's not like, you know, I, I've seen a lot of artists, especially in the pop punk genre where, you know, maybe this band guitarist also sings in this other band or, you know, whatever. And I think it, I think it's the misconception or the, the perceived uh, view of it from fans that maybe they don't really understand is that, Oh, they're not committed to this project. And it's not that at all. It's that I want to be able to create in in your case, especially different types
1: of art and be able to, to explore the world. Exactly, and and like 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 I said, like now right now I feel if you have a good like a uh, home studio or stuff like that, you you can record stuff. You can put it by by using Distrokid, and you mm-hmm. can be on on a, every streaming platform. So just you know, create music. You are, you are going to do mistakes. You are going to to do like ah, it sounds like shit, but the next one is going to sound better. So just do it, you know, if you're afraid of doing it, just do it, and uh you can only get better, you know, what I yeah. mean?
0: Yeah, for sure. You just sure. have and, to try And, you know, if, if it's an artist that is trying to figure out their sound, like, that's yeah. the best way to do it, because now you've released six tracks or whatever, and you can go, okay, these three really popped off, these three did nothing, Yeah. let's go down that avenue and, and explore what sounds we can do there.
1: Yeah, exactly, and just i mean there's nothing more like satisfying that crane music and heard your when when you receive like the mix and the master you just heard it and you yeah it makes sense you know it's not like a rough demo or something like that like it makes sense so it's it's just so cool so you know what now it's easy to do that so let's do that
0: right for (laughs) sure um so for probably more local fans to you uh what's 2023 kind of look like as far as trying to book shows, things like that.
1: Yeah, I think we, we are really trying to to do as many, maybe like opening for bands. It's our priority right now because we, we, we've done a lot of lo- uh, local shows where we were headlining the show and it was sold out and stuff like that. So it was so cool, but I don't want to do that over and over and over again in the same city and stuff like that. I just want to, yeah, open for bands and release music Uh, as as much as we can and yeah that's that's the goal like play as many shows as we can and release music as many music as we can also
0: yeah awesome um so as we kind of transition to the end here obviously i'll link all your socials and everything uh but what's the best place for people to find you online and best way to interact
1: i think it's instagram i think you can you can send us a message on instagram or also facebook but kind of more instagram (laughs) yeah. <laughs> and uh, and and we're on every social uh, media and we're on every uh, streaming platform. So I, I know that a lot of people are using Spotify the most. Yep. So so yeah. I mean, I'm using Spotify and Apple Music kind of at the same time because my father is paying for both. So yeah, yeah. I'm <laughs> using both. <laughs> but but yeah. So you you can like chat with us, send us a message on on every every social media. We'll, we'll respond. Yeah, for sure. Yeah
0: yeah awesome and you know i think there's a lot of stuff as much as you know we don't have to get deep deep into it but people kind of shit on spotify for good reason for certain things you know uh but i have seen because that's where like most of my listeners come from for my podcast and whatnot yeah um they are really trying it seems like to make spotify a social media platform as well like the yeah, there they're starting to do like on podcast, you can do uh, Q&A's and polls on an episode where people can I can ask them what their favorite question that I asked you was and they can type in and give me answers or whatever. Um, and I believe a lot of that's coming over to the music side as well. So it's going to be a really yeah. cool place to to do a lot of this interaction in the future.
1: Yeah, totally. I, I heard that they really want to do that on Spotify, like kind of social media is going to become a social media. So I said, yeah, why not? Because also it's kind of cool that everything is on the same stuff. You can interact with the, with the, with the bands, you can listen to the music, you can do reviews and stuff like that. So yeah, why not? I mean, if it's, I I mean, I'm sure it's going to to be well done. So I'm just like curious. (laughs) I'm just curious. So let's, let's see. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I, I'm the same way, you know. And
0: the the little bit of a dig I'll take at them is they clearly have the money for it because they're not paying it out as as well as uh, <laughs> we would all like them to. But uh, <laughs> no, exactly, I do think yeah. I, I do think it'll be cool that you know theoretically people could go follow Two Trains Left on Spotify and then be able to comment on songs and stuff like that, almost like a yeah, like a purely audio version of YouTube in a sense
1: yeah exactly because yeah exactly because it's the same on youtube you know what i mean it's you listen to a song you can interact with the band you can write stuff so why not on spotify maybe like i don't know i'm just like i just want to to i'm just curious about how it's going to look like you know what i mean yeah because now also you can put like videos for each song and stuff like that they're they're going to try to do that so I'm just afraid that it's going to be maybe too much, and we are not going to understand anything. You know what I mean? There's going to be so many stuff. You know, so yeah. but but I'm sure it's going to be you know it's going to have many updates and stuff like that. So you know, as we're going to going to through the years, going to be better and better and better. So yeah, I'm I'm yeah. down for it.
0: Yeah, for sure, I am too. And um, again, I'm really digging what you guys are putting out, and I'm really excited to to check out the album. I'm going to hit up the the girls over at big picture about possibly, uh, getting that a little early when they're allowed to, um, so that <laughs> I can review much. it and all that. But, um, no, I, I do think you guys are on a, a great path. You know, pop punk's been my favorite genre since I was like 16 years old. And so <laughs> I, I hate to, to sound cocky and say, I've got a good ear for it, but I've seen no, all the, me. yeah, I've seen all the golden standards and I think you guys are on that path that like, it's just a matter of time getting the right song to pop off and it's going to go. Thank you. Yeah.
1: Thank you very much. I mean, yeah, it means a lot to us. And, and I'm, I'm listening to pop punk since since I'm like, I think like five or six. (laughs) Yeah. So, which is, which is, it's also, you know, when, when your parents are are grown ups when your kids told you like, it's going just to listen to that. And then we're going to listen to other stuff. Yes, I'm listening to other stuff, but still pop-punk, you know, also. Yeah. <laughs> so, and I'm making it right now. So that that's cool. And and uh, yeah, t- thank you very much for the kind words. I mean, it means a lot to me also and for yeah, the band. Man. So I'm happy that you like what what we're what doing. That's cool. Yeah.
0: yeah, for sure. So that's everything I've got for you on this conversation, man. I really, again, appreciate it, um, especially with the time zone difference and everything. Like, making the time is, is killer. So I appreciate that. <laughs> um i'm definitely you know gonna keep playlisting you whenever i can and things like that so thanks yeah for sure man um we'll talk soon i'll let you and the the girls over at big picture know when this goes live and we'll go from there
1: perfect man thank you very much for having me thank yeah. you very much thank yeah, you okay yeah bye bye bye
0: and that was my conversation with dimitri huge shout out to him really appreciate him taking the time um being from, from France, just outside of Paris, uh, and me being in Indiana, as you can imagine, the time zones do not always work very well, so uh, again, I, I really appreciate him making the time and, and working with me to figure it out. So, um, as always, I will have all their socials and everything linked in the description of this podcast, so be sure that you go over, check that out. Um you know, give them a like, share, subscribe, follow, all of that fun stuff. Uh and yeah, let us know what you thought of this episode. In the uh Spotify version, they allow us to ask questions now. So I do have a question attached to this that is simply what did you think of this episode? Um be sure that you give us a rating as well. That helps with the algorithm and and all of that fun stuff please, please, please subscribe and follow the podcast. Uh, Again, partly for the algorithm, but also on that. That helps influence some of the press and management teams that I work with on showing that we do have the listeners to justify them bringing certain guests to us and things like that. So, yeah, yeah. Check out the merch shop as well. I'm working on some new designs. They're going to be up pretty soon. Um, as of the time of this going live, they'll be up pretty soon. So, uh, you know, check that out and let us know what you think there. Um, and that's everything I've got for you guys on this episode. I do have some killer shit coming. So be sure that you're subscribed. Follow us on Instagram or Facebook, and we're just going to keep bringing you awesome fucking conversations. So remember, guys, take care of yourselves, take care of each other, and you make the scene.